Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Green Bay's not going anywhere without Aaron Rodgers in the next few years. If he plays like we expect him to play, they got a shot with or without a first-round receiver. He's that good. So I would do all I could to not burn that bridge. And I I, I don't think that they did that. I think that they burned a bridge that's going to be hard to uh, overcome. At some point, I think it will rear its ugly head. That's Brett Favre talking about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, famously, Favre left Green Bay and bounced around. Rodgers took over. Now is it going to repeat itself with love? And PK, I would say, well, the answer is yes. And whether it's Jordan Love or it's somebody else, I mean, this is how it ends. I mean, good grief. Look at the Tom Brady story. It's playing out New England to Tampa Bay. At the end of a career, somebody decides, hey, we're going with a young guy, and the old guy still wants to prove he's got it. So, Favre's probably right, but on the other hand, how could he really be wrong? If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. I mean, I don't know what you're saying there. But I, I liked when you, I always like when you do the Charlie Brown thing when you go with the good grief. It just always gets my morning off starting on the right way. And I would ask you, would you have it, would you rather have it rear its ugly head or head its ugly rear? Oh, rear its ugly head. But you wouldn't rather have head its ugly rear? No, I don't want any part of your ugly rear. <laughs> How do you know it's not your ugly rear? I don't want that either. I don't want anybody's. Yeah, but you I don't mean, have to see it. It's a the problem. The rest of us have to see it. Yeah, it's a problem, but it's behind me. So we're moving on. So you're putting that problem behind you? Yes. Right where it's always been. Free agent linebacker Clay Matthews has filed a grievance against the Rams to collect over $2 million in guaranteed money. He believes he is owed by his former team. Matthews was released by the Rams earlier this offseason along with Todd Gurley. Ah, the NFL. We don't really see this in baseball and basketball. Where's my guaranteed money? Ah, it's not really guaranteed. Read the language. Read the language. Okay, well, uh, let me know after you read the language. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I expect we're going to be hearing more of this. You were just talking about Pac-12 Media Days, how much you look forward to sitting down there in L.A. and talking to all the players and all the coaches as they come through. And the Mountain West Conference has announced that its 2020 preseason football media days will be virtual instead of in person and will be moved to a later date. Originally, they were going to be July 16th and 17th, and they were going to be in the Rams' new stadium, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. They're going to move the date back and do it virtually, kind of like the draft, and I think we're probably going to hear this from a bunch of conferences, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I guess so. We'll see what happens there. It's a blow. I don't, I, I've been in the Mountain West years ago. I haven't been since BYU and Utah and TCU left, so I don't know what type of media attention they got, but I know for the Pac-12, who is starved for media attention, it was a good opportunity, and the Mac Pac-12 obviously has its own network, and so they could pull out all the stops, and they get some national guys there, and uh, so I think it's a blow. It won't be as effective 
for the virtual thing, but these are uh, trying times, and maybe just a one-year deal and get back to normal in the summer of 2021. Uh, but uh, yeah, makes sense for now. NCAA's Board of Governors said it supports a proposal to allow college athletes to sign endorsement contracts and receive payment for other work, provided that the schools they attend are not involved in any of the payouts. The recommendations include significant changes to current restrictions, also leaving room for the NCAA and schools to regulate the types of deals athletes might be allowed to sign in the future and the monetary value of individual contracts. I'm sure there's a lot of fine print to wade through, but I don't see how they're possibly going to enforce this. The schools they attend are not involved in any of the payouts. Okay, good one. What does that mean? Impossible. Uh, they don't want the schools setting them up, but it's going to be boosters who do it. That's what I was, was going to say. But they, but they're not going to set it up. But they're going to, uh, they're going to regulate what type of contracts, and we don't want any. So we want oversight, but no oversight. Exactly. Oh, you're going to have oversight. You're making sure guys get paid. Which, of course, is what they're trying to say. No, we don't do that. But you're going to do that. Yeah, I really think this is great news for a school like Utah and BYU. You know, they've lo- they lose out a significant portion of the time on some real, real top local kids. Or in the case of BYU, some top LDS kids, which can be one and the same. Maybe not. Uh, that we know there's been some quarterbacks of high profile that have been Latter-day Saint kids. But you get a, a Latter-day Saint kid, bring him to Provo, and he becomes an instant celebrity. Before he even takes a snap, he becomes an instant celebrity. And here locally for Utah, you get a kid who grows up here and gets run. You know, the games, you guys put the high school games on TV. High school sports gets a fair amount of uh, publicity in our area and have that opportunity to build your brand when you're 15, 16 years old, and then you don't have to go someplace else. Whether it, you go to Stanford, you're gonna get lost in the crowd there, I mean, because they're not gonna pay a whole lot of attention to you. You can get the great education, and that's very important. I don't discount that, but in terms of cash, if you stay local, you've already built the brand. And especially if you have a personality. We discussed this with Brian Keel in the fall when we were talking about this stuff. And he didn't. He hadn't even really thought about it. But Brian Keel is a very uh, bubbly, personable guy, right? And so he could start building his brand if he's that good. And a lot of these kids are identified as that good at 15 and 16 years old. And you can develop that brand. So then, when you take the next step and go to BYU or go to Utah, your name is already out there in the community, and you're more likely to get opportunities this way. So at 18 years old, you can cash in. Because people know who you are, and you can develop that. So I think this whole thing, and I'm not interested in you know what the legislation is and all that. They'll figure all that stuff out. I don't care about any of that stuff. But the opportunity maybe to keep some more higher-profile local kids, and it can work in other markets too, obviously not just here, but you can build your brand at an earlier age and get your name out there, and I think that would be something that the local teams, in terms of recruiting the local kids, and in BYU's case, the LDS kid, whether he be from Arizona or California, what have you, they could develop that and they could use that as a recruiting tool. That, hey, you know, we can't set you up, but Mike over here, who owns the car dealership, he loves our guys. It's something that I could see happening. Yeah, and I was thinking about this uh, yesterday after the show. We were discussing all the possible opportunities for athletes to make money, and you were mentioning 
Yeah, we were talking about how, you know, tennis isn't a high-profile sport. Uh, but, you know, there are tennis academies, and there's one, if you golf at Bonneville, there's one, uh, Coach Mike's is right there by the fifth tee. And you stand there, and, and you, you know, you, you're waiting to hit, and you're just looking right at it. And I started thinking, would these students necessarily even have to go on campus? Are they now going to get cut into camps? And I started wondering, you know, all the money that's getting pumped in and the way coaches' salaries have just exploded. And an administrator, one of the local administrators said, well, when you don't really have labor costs, you know, you're not paying the way you normally do. But now are you going to have to pay? Is this going to slow down the explosion of coaching salaries? Or are we so into sports that nothing slows it down? And really, the places that have an advantage, PK, are the ones where there's passion. Because where there's passion and there's boosters with money, they will, whatever the rules are, and then whatever they morph into in, you know, two or three years, the people with passion, and that's where they want to spend their money, can really get an athletic department rolling. And a place that doesn't have the passion isn't going to be able to raise that money and isn't going to get left behind. And we already saw that in the Mountain West, right? BYU and Utah had huge advantages over UNLV in New Mexico. There was passion for the games here, and there were empty stands in the football stadiums there. And so is that just going to keep just accelerating, you know? Now, maybe there's we, we've had national guys on our show who have said, we know in certain parts of the country, in certain conferences, money's changing hands, and there's a reason some people are getting the best players. Well, nobody wants to say... Alabama, LSU, Florida, Georgia, and the SEC. But that's what they're saying. And so are they already up to speed on this? And this is going to help other people close the gap because maybe they weren't willing to bend the rules as far, break the rules as clearly. And now they're just going to be free to pump the money in there like crazy. Well, so what are you saying? That the rich are going to get richer? No. Maybe the uh, some of the middle class are going to catch some of the rich. And the, and the poor are going to get left further behind. I mean, New Mexico and UNLV are already behind, but this is just going to get them even further behind. Well, further behind of what? In terms of what? Well, nationally, but on, even on top of that, just inside their conference. I mean, we've seen Colorado State invest in a new stadium. Uh, I don't. We don't follow it that close. I don't know who wrote all the checks. But I would assume there's a little more enthusiasm around the CSU program than there is around San Jose, UNLV, and New Mexico. And now Boise, I mean, I'm not going to say that no Boise player has ever gotten any money. Well, that seems like a stupid thing to blurt out on the radio, so I won't blurt that out. But I don't know that Boise State felt as... um, as free to go nuts and pay players as some of the national powers and some of the top SEC schools have been on probation multiple times. I don't know that they felt that free to really go nuts. Now, and there's a lot of enthusiasm for Boise. It's not the biggest market, but, you know, they got they got car dealers and businessmen and, and maybe they got some people they can tap into and get even better players. Well, yeah, Boise before this dominated the Mountain West, and now after this, Boise's going to dominate the Mountain West. I mean, I don't know what changes, though. Well, I don't think in the last decade they dominated. I mean, they've been in the top third, and they've won, I don't know, three league titles in nine years? Maybe I'm off by one. Well, relative to everybody else, they dominated. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 
the one thing I know about MJ is he's brutally honest as well. Look at his Hall of Fame speech. Look at this documentary. Oh, yeah. Right? And right. he's never come out and said, hey, I didn't want him on that team. Because Michael has nothing to hide or lie about or anything. He's always been straight up, always real. And I think if he was the one behind it, he would have said it by now. That's Jamal Crawford talking about Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Did MJ keep Zeke off the dream team? Did he even have to say it? Or did everyone in basketball know and they just weren't crazy enough? Don't. We'll tell Jordan he's going to be on. Don't invite Isaiah. Everybody will figure it out. It's so obvious it doesn't have to be said. What? <laughs> Minutia of something are we going to be discussing ad nauseum 22 years from now? That's what I want to know. Oh, good one. I like it. Because I've got nothing left on this. <laughs> and the Dream Team is actually more than 22 years ago. How That's much 28. Astros right. actually know? Yeah. Yeah, so what, yeah, you're right. That's a good what, one. That's a good one, Yak. Heck? That's a good one, Yak. What did the Astros actually know? I what did the Red Sox actually know? Players in particular. Yeah, right. I think, they, I think they knew everything there was to know. Who were the other teams? It's clear only two are going to get punished, and then it's also clear to me that there were more than two. Who were they? Uh, you guys discuss that amongst yourself and get back to me. So Rod Thorne, a longtime NBA executive, played a key role in assembling the Dream Team for the 92 Olympics, denied ever speaking with MJ about keeping Isaiah off the team. So I think this is all coming up in uh, episodes five and six of oh, The Last Dance on Sunday night. Uh, LeBron James and his uh, family foundation are partnering with the XQ Institute and the Entertainment Institute Foundation to present Graduate Together. America honors the high school class of 2020. It's going to be across a uh, bunch of TV networks and online platforms on May 16th. ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Snapchat, TikTok, and some other streaming services all on board. So I guess we're going to have a virtual high school graduation. So when we do, what did you watch last night? We're all going to have the opportunity to watch that. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. This year's Baseball Hall of Fame class, including Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, among others, will have to wait another year for the big moment in Cooperstown. The induction ceremony, scheduled for July 26th, has been canceled by the Hall of Fame. They're looking right now at combining the next two classes. So, the summer of 2021, get your hotel reservations now. You can cancel them later if you need to, but get them now because that'll be uh, a massive induction ceremony with two years' worth of guys going in. Well, we don't know that. We don't know who's going to be inducted or elected in the following class. I mean, there could be one guy, so we're not really sure. I, I can't say that it's going to be a massive class because I don't know who's going to be elected in the next year's deal. Manny Ramirez still wants to play. The former Red Sox star who will turn 48 in May has set his sights. I'm playing once again in the Chinese Professional Baseball League in Taiwan, where he played briefly in 2013 play until they can tear the jersey off you, PK. They don't tear the jersey off you, play one more year. Alright. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Alright, Joe Ingles is coming up at 8.30 this morning. Jeff Ferrato covers the Cal Bears, co-publisher of Cal Maven, our Tour 
Our spring football tour continues at 9.30 with Jeff and the, uh, and the Cal Bears. And also, minor league baseball. Got some bad news on that front, uh, PK, and we're going to try and track down uh, Mark Amicone this morning. He runs the Salt Lake Bees. But uh, minor league baseball, that's, that's a big no-go this year. Maybe they'll be able to salvage 100 games for the major league season. Maybe they'll make accommodations on the roster for a few of the guys who are bigger prospects and would have been a triple-A, maybe a, a couple double-A guys, depending on what organizations choose, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't look like we'll be having any bees baseball this year. I don't know that they made that official, but I have heard that they're going to extend the rosters if it comes to that. Well, if it obviously if it even comes to being playing MLB, but they could bump it up. I think we're going to bump it up one or two already this year, and maybe one or two beyond that. So go from basically like twenty-five to thirty. All right, we'll track down Mark, see if we can get him today or tomorrow or something, and uh, see what he can tell us on that front. DJ and PK, Joe Ingles at 830. Stay with us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.